The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, usually joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray, and I wish Aaron was here. He's in training camp with the Tampa Bay Vipers of the XFL because this is a breaking news special edition of the Punt and Pass Podcast. That's right. It's Wednesday, January 8th, 1.45 p.m., on the East Coast, and the news has just broken. Jake Fromm, Georgia's quarterback, has announced that he will forego his senior season and enter the 2020 NFL Draft. This is going to be a shorter episode. We're just going to talk about this. I will give you one more episode, totally breaking down the national championship game, which, of course, is on Monday night, January 13th, between LSU and Clemson. But... To the news of the week, the news of the day, Jake Fromm has announced via his Twitter page that he is heading to the 2020 NFL Draft and that he will leave the University of Georgia. First thoughts, good for him. I am proud of Jake as a Georgia alumni. I think any self-respecting Georgia fan would say and tip their cap to what Jake was able to do from a freshman stepping in for an injured Jacob Eason, leading Georgia to a national championship appearance, winning the SEC championship, playing in three straight SEC championship games, never losing to Tech, never losing to Auburn, never losing to Florida. That's pretty amazing. There is no doubt about it. He has carved out a legacy in Georgia football history that will be hard to match. So congratulations to Jake Fromm. It's going to be interesting to see his draft evaluation process really develop over the next couple of months. Second point, hat tip to me. I've been telling you all this for quite a while. I had a weird feeling after the season ended, really after the season ended at the SEC championship game, that Jake was going to leave. I really did. I don't know why. I don't know if it was the regression of the offense because I think there's a a misunderstanding between fans saying that Jake Fromm regressed and the difference of the offense regressing as a whole. For example, Jake worked with a ton, a ton of inexperienced wide receivers this year. And when you're a receiver and you practice routes in practice where you break out of the routes, how you bend each route, where you're supposed to stop and receive the football, and you run those routes differently in a game when the pressure's on, when the speed is different, and Jake is relying on you to run the same route that you ran in practice, sometimes 
incomplete passes happen. Off-target passes happen. And it looks like Jake is the one making the mistake to the naked eye. But a lot of people are involved. I think Jake may have had taken issue with that. And I think Jake caught a lot of flack this season that wasn't necessarily his. Unimaginative play calling. Predictable play calling. Bad throws that maybe weren't always his fault. Am I saying that 100% of the time they weren't his fault? No, of course not. This is football. But I think Jake may have not had as much fun playing football this season at Georgia as a lot of people would have thought he had. So the question is, why leave now? I think that's one of those answers right there. You talk to a lot of people as the silence was continuing to be deafening, as I had said, podcasts ago. The longer it took Jake Fromm to announce that he was going to stay at the University of Georgia, I felt like that meant he is leaning towards leaving. Why not just announce you're staying? You see a lot of juniors have announced that they're staying uh, in the week's Prior, Jake was staying silent. That worried me for a reason. That worried me because it seemed like he was listening to a lot of people telling him the value proposition of heading in to the NFL draft. I think, and I talked to my mom about this of all people. My mom was asking, why do you think Jake has not announced yet that he's coming back? Don't you think that he would want one more year of college football where you can just enjoy it and have fun? I said, I think he just kind of answered the question right there because I'm not so sure that he had a lot of fun last year. And I know he listens because it's impossible not to hear the noise after Georgia loses one game to South Carolina and the entire state is saying Jake Fromm is awful. And the entire fan base is saying that the offense is terrible, right? And then you lose to LSU in the SEC championship game, and people are saying, Jake can't get over the hump. Jake has lost it. If only we would have caught a couple of passes, it would have been totally different. You hear that noise, right? And no matter how much you try to tune it out, you hear it, and it sucks, and it's not fun. And then you have agents telling you, hey, man, you can put all this behind you. We can go make a lot of money. You can go make a lot of money. You've put together a resume that will certainly allow you to be drafted in this year's NFL draft. Todd McShay from ESPN had Jake ranked the fourth top quarterback heading into this year's draft behind Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua Tungavailoa, and then Jake was sitting right there. Jacob Eason probably the next one right behind him at the number five spot. And in 2020, a lot of teams are going to be looking for quarterbacks, I think most notably, to be in a backup position. And there's no question that Jake understands heading into the NFL that he is probably best suited to be in that Aaron Rodgers-style situation, right? And when I say Aaron Rodgers-style situation, I mean sitting behind a veteran quarterback, being able to learn offense, learn the day-to-day preparation that's needed to become successful in the NFL like Aaron did behind Brett Favre. Is Phillip Rivers going to stay for a year, another year? Is Tom Brady going to stay for another year? How long will Drew Brees continue to play? What about Ben Roethlisberger? How long will he continue to play? Obviously, the Steelers were not too happy with their backup quarterback situation the past season. If Jake were able to step into a situation and learn behind a Ben Roethlisberger, a Drew Brees, a Tom Brady, a Phillip Rivers, I think that would be extremely beneficial to him, and I think coaches understand that. Because when we had Dan Orlovsky on the podcast before that noted South Carolina game, he was gushing about Jake Fromm. Nobody gets from A to B better than Jake Fromm. Nobody gets from A to C better than Jake Fromm. He compared him to Andrew Luck, and Troy Aikman, both number one draft picks in NFL drafts prior. Dan said that he is a prime 
NFL draft prospect because of how he processes information. That is a huge part, guys. When you're in the NFL, you understand how much work and preparation quarterbacks put into each and every weekly game plan. It is unimaginable how hard these guys work, their mental capacity to develop and execute a game plan. Jake has that, and he's shown it in a pro-style system against top competition, and he's won at a high, high rate. There is no doubt about that. What's his legacy going to be? What is Jake Fromm's legacy going to be? Obviously, with Kirby Smart coming to Georgia and Jake taking over for Jacob Easton and having that magical 2017 season and then almost beating Alabama in the 2018 SEC Championship game and winning tons of football games, never losing to Florida, never losing to Tech, three straight SEC East Division Championships. His legacy is going to be pretty legitimate. There's no doubt, especially being a kid from Warner Robins, as he noted in his uh, farewell Twitter post, season ticket holder for life, lifelong dog fan. What's his legacy going to be? Is it going to be that of my co-host Aaron Murray? Legend, never going to have to buy a beer in Athens. Is it going to be that of good friend David Green? Legend, right? Started out Mark's Rick career. Took Georgia to the SEC championship, won an SEC championship for the first time in decades. What about DJ Shockley? DJ Shockley has an amazing legacy at Georgia. Waited his turn until David Green left, stepped in, took Georgia to the 2005 SEC championship, won the football game, won hardware. That's what it takes. Or, you know, I mean, the, the other situation most recently is like Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford left early, and the day he stepped foot on campus, there was no doubt he was going to be the number one overall draft pick, and that's exactly what he was. He used Georgia as a stepping board and all props to him because he was exactly that, the number one overall draft pick. He's made a ton of money, and he's been extremely successful. We all hope that Matthew gets healthy and that he has an amazing 2020 NFL season because he deserves it. There's absolutely no doubt about that, and he is a damn good dog for sure. But there's levels to the legacy. I wonder where Jake Fromm sits in that conversation now because 2020 is ripe for the taking. It is ripe for the taking, especially in the SEC East. And you know that while those agents were telling Jake Fromm the value proposition of leaving, the coaching staff was explaining to him the value proposition of staying. Hey, Jake, you're going to be the best returning quarterback in the SEC, not just the SEC East, in the SEC. We will have the best chance to run roughshod over the SEC East as we have in years past if you come back. Look at all of the talent that we have recruited, most notably at the tight end and wide receiver position. Look at how much we have grown over the past couple of years. I tweeted this out a couple of days ago. A lot of Georgia fans were clamoring for Jake Fromm to stay, but also screaming for a new offensive coordinator. You think Jake Fromm wanted a third offensive coordinator in three years, going from Jim Chaney to James Coley to someone else? I certainly don't think so, especially not before the most important season of his life, which would have been the 2020 season for his senior year. I, I, I think he really took all the pros and cons into thought and came up with this decision, and there's no doubt it was a hard decision. There's absolutely no doubt that this decision tore at Jake Fromm's heart. His family probably prayed over it, cried over it, really thought about this, and at the end of the day, they figured it would be best suited for Jake's specific situation to leave early and head in to the 2020 NFL Draft. Again, when you're ranked number four, 
by Todd McShay with the opportunity to maybe slip into number three. It just takes one team, guys. It just takes one team. I've been saying it again and again and again. Not all 32 have to like you. Just one offensive coordinator, one quarterback coach, one head coach, one general manager has to fall in love with you, and they will sell it to the decision makers that you're their guy and that you can be the guy, if need be, step into a situation just like you did at Georgia, whether it's a veteran quarterback getting injured or having the ability to learn behind a veteran quarterback and play for a very long time in the NFL. Where does Georgia go from here? Where does Georgia go from here? I think it's pretty obvious. The transfer portal. And they've gotten their ducks in a row. Bruce Feldman wrote a great article for The Athletic. Go check it out. Seth Emerson retweeted it today about sort of the grad transfer camp that takes place in Atlanta with quarterback coach Quincy Avery. He's got a few in town right now. Jamie Newman is a hot name from Wake Forest. Obviously, Wake Forest, uh, coached by Dave Clawson this year, had a pretty decent season. The offense was putting up Superb numbers, and Jamie Newman has that dual-threat style of play. Anthony Brown, one from Boston College. I'm not too high on Anthony Brown, but again, that dual-threat. And then one that a lot of people are following, Derek King from Houston. James Coley started following King on Twitter as soon as the SEC championship ended. There are kind of ripples in the water, if you will, that would show Georgia's interest in Derek King. When he sat out last year to save this year of eligibility— He said that he was going to return to Houston. I highly doubt that. But all the rage in college football is going that Joe Burrow route, right? What Joe Burrow was able to do at LSU, albeit it was certainly an outlier. There's no doubt about it. When Joe Burrow transferred to LSU, one, he had two years of eligibility. Two, going into his senior season, they brought in Joe Brady to completely revamp the offense with the pro-style RPO offense from the New Orleans Saints, and Steve Ensminger allowed Joe Brady and listened to him when they really wanted to make change, and they found out Joe Burrow was their guy. I mean, I, I told you this three weeks ago, two weeks ago, when the Heisman Trophy ceremony happened. The last three Heisman winners were transfer quarterbacks. This is the new age college football approach to quick success, and Georgia has all the pieces in line for quick success. Look at how much talent they have on that roster. Look at the depth. Look at the youth. What they proved in the Sugar Bowl is that Georgia can win and win now, and they've got the talent on the one, two, and three deeps to really be able to rotate guys and have a ton of potential for 2020. Who do I think they go towards? I don't know. This is going to be a very fluid situation. I think Georgia is without a doubt, and this is absolutely no bias whatsoever, Georgia is without a doubt the best landing spot for any grad transfer quarterback in America. Look at what you can step into. Look at the running backs you have, four and five stars. Look at the wide receivers you have, four and five stars. Look at the offensive line you have now with new offensive line coach Matt Luke. You have an opportunity to step in and really prove your worth if you want to catapult yourself and build a ton of value. Wow, this is shocking news. Not to me. This is not shocking to me. I've been telling you that I think Jake Fromm is going to be leaving for weeks now. It comes to fruition. My biggest questions, what will Georgia be in 2020? I think they'll be just fine, right? I think they'll be just fine, and I think they'll be very cautious and pragmatic about who they choose to be their graduate transfer quarterback. Some people would say, oh, now Florida's going to win. No. Florida's not going to win the SEC East. I'll say that right now on January the 8th, 2020. You know why? Because, one, they're going to have to go through Georgia, and I will take Kirby Smart over Dan Mullen eight days a week. 
It's been proven. And I have to say it every week before the Georgia-Florida game. Are we really going to have this discussion again? Do we really have to go through this again? Dan Mullen's the same guy that had Kyle Trask buried behind Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks was awful. And Kyle Trask proved to be a much better quarterback for that system and led Florida to a pretty decent season until they played Georgia. And Georgia absolutely shut him down, save a late touchdown that made the game look closer than it is. I think there's no doubt that with Kirby's recruiting prowess, the offensive talent on that side of the ball, and hopefully, hopefully a willingness to embrace the style of play that their transfer quarterback will present them, Georgia will be just fine. One of my main mantras is that a great coach is one that alters his style of coaching around the players he has rather than alter his players around his style of coaching. That, that's no doubt about it. That is for all three levels of football, high school, college, and professional. A good coach alters the style of his coaching to his players, not the other way around. Simple as that. So what will Georgia do moving forward? I think James Coley and Matt Luke will be very, very collaborative when it comes to building this offensive play-calling scheme for 2020. And I think it will be very dependent on the transfer quarterback who Georgia goes after. To me, there's no doubt that they have to go after a transfer quarterback. Sure, you got Stetson Bennett. Yes, you've got Dewan Mathis, whose health is still up in the air after he uh, had brain surgery for a benign tumor. Thank God he's okay. And then you got Carson Beck coming in. There's no way I don't think that he'll be ready to go in 2020, not with what's at stake. And what's at stake is being able to get to the SEC championship again for the fourth year in a row. What's at stake is being able to go into Tuscaloosa the third week of the season and compete with Alabama because if you win that game, you've got a huge leg up for the rest of the season. And then doing what you've done years past, take care of the SEC East, set yourself up for a chance to get into the college football playoff. I think any of those graduate transfer quarterbacks who have experience, who have talent, and who have the desire to be great will look at Georgia and say, this is the place that I want to be. Wrapping everything up, first off, congratulations, Jake Fromm. As a Georgia alumni, as a former Georgia player, as a former NFL guy, I know for a fact that he'll have success. There's no doubt about it. I think he will do very well throughout the evaluation process because of how cognizant he is, because of how thoughtful he can be, how well-spoken he is, and then he likes to go out there and sling it. The guy loves to compete. There's no doubt about it. He loves to compete, and he time and time again, has shown that he has the talent to compete with the best of the best. So, Jake Fromm, congratulations to you, my friend. Where are you going to go? Keep us all updated. If I had to guess just off the top of my head, I don't know. Uh, Does he have the chance to sneak into the late first round? 100% he does. There is no doubt about it. Think of the teams that will have those late picks. Tennessee Titans. Hello, Ryan Tannehill, probably going to get a monster contract. Okay, Mariota probably on the way out. Why not get Jake Fromm late first round if needed? Okay, I mean, the other teams that are in the playoffs still, think about them off the top of my head. 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, probably not a good fit for Kyle Shanahan's offense. Green Bay Packers, I mean, who's their backup? I don't even know. What a, Aaron Rodgers certainly has a lot of time left. I mean, you Think about those types of situations rather than one like the Bengals with Joe Burrow or the Chargers with Tua Tungabailoa, or I've even heard the Patriots moving up to get Tua Tungabailoa. I don't think that'll happen. 
right? Justin Herbert, where's he going to go? Those guys are the, even Jacob Eason, you're going to think about the intangibles. You're going to fall in love with the height, the weight, the arm length, the arm strength, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. No, what matters most is when you get put in the game, do you know the game plan and can you execute it? I think with spades, in spades, Jake Fromm will be able to provide that on day one. So he will have a ton of value in the NFL draft. I would say anywhere from late first to mid third. That's where I think Jake Fromm will go. Quick episode, had to break it down. Those are my thoughts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drew Butler13, at Aaron Marie 11 at Punt and Pass. Wow. Big time news coming out of Athens. Jake Fromm foregoing his senior season, heading to the 2020 NFL draft, and there's no doubt that he will have a lot of success. For Aaron, I'm Drew. Congratulations, Jake. I'll talk to you guys later on this week. Thanks for listening to Punt and Pass. See you.